Hi, Soundscape listeners. This is the newest episode of Soundscape. Um, it is a episode about opera and Prague, as well as some uh, holdover from 2017. And the reason it took so long to get out is because there's a lot of editing problems that I had with it. Uh, there are there's going to be a gap somewhere, maybe about 30 to 40 minutes in. Um, not even a gap. It's a, it cuts off a song, um, and I didn't really want it to be that way. I wanted to edit it so that you get the whole song, but it just wasn't possible. So I do apologize for the cutoff in the song, but as far as I can tell, there's only one cut in the entire show. So um, enjoy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye.
Many years ago, we discovered the ability to travel through sound. We learned that the fundamental stuff of the universe was sound vibration. This was when we discovered the sonic landscapes. We learned that songs and sounds collected together pulled by the gravitational forces of theme, meaning, and vibration. Today, we invite you to explore with us as we travel the sonic tapestries and enter the soundscape.
All right. Hello, Progsters. My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie Harris. And you have found yourself in Soundscape. Uh, yes, here we are again. Third week in a row on a like a regular turn basis. That's that's kind of oh, third show in a row. Third, yeah, that's what I mean. Third, third in sequence. Like we're <laughs> we're doing a thing and we're doing it on time at a regular <laughs> rate. <laughs> we're consistent. Hey, that's just not normal for us anymore. <laughs> no, so. it's it's really not. But uh, we're really excited to be here and uh, got a great show planned for you, which I am calling a mixed bag. And there's a simple reason for that. So we did 2017 Part 1. We did 2017 Part 2. And this show threatens to be 2017 Part 3, which is possible. There is certainly that dearth of – is dearth the right word? Is that, does that mean a lot? No, it means uh, a little. What means a lot? Plethora? Sure. This plethora of prog. Are you sure dearth means a little? I, I seem to remember having a like a, an argument with someone in school about the word All dearth because right. I thought it was. I'm looking it up for I you. I thought it meant a little, and somebody said, "No, no, no, it means a lot." Anyway, this grand progression of great music. Okay, uh, I'm interrupting you now. Dearth, a scarcity or lack of something. Well, there's a there's a like a an antonym of that that has a similar feel to it that doesn't sound like plethora. <laughs> but I, 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 don't, I don't know and I digress. Anyway, um, so the mixture is going to be that we're going to definitely play some 2017 music because we really didn't get through the 2017 stuff that we wanted to. We're also going to play some 2018 music because that stuff has been peaking at my interest for a while now and I've been wanting to check it out and paying so much attention to 2017. I'm living in the past. Don't tell me what to do, Ian Anderson. Uh, so, and then, and then, and then there was this little thing where I said, hey, let's do a theme about Prague influenced by opera. <laughs> reach for the stars, baby. Reach for the stars. Well, I'm, I'm just going to catch hold of the, <laughs> catch hold of the rain. Um, so, so basically I didn't feel like I myself could go through a whole two to three hours worth of um, opera-infused progressive rock. You you are not an opera fan by any. Well, now now hold on, because we're gonna get to that. Um, I would have said no, but there is something about opera that catches me, and maybe it's that I do, you know in the, in the first place I don't like like long Italian. You know, I have to be able to understand the music is a lot of the part, truth of the matter. And you're going to find that I'm not going to be able to understand. The, you're not going to be able to understand most of this music unless you you know, you have multiple uh, languages under your belt. But uh, I can say there are things about opera that I do enjoy. And so maybe we'll see some of that as we as we move into that set of music. But for now, for now, let's just stick with the two we've got. We started with 2017's Bubble Math. Bubble Math. Bubble what a man. great name. Mm. Uh, Bubble Math put out an album called Edit Peptide in 2017, which I have thoroughly enjoyed, and we heard A Void That I Can Depart To. Felt like kind of like we were starting in the middle of the show, but it still felt like the title, at least, was kind of, well, here we are. We're in A Void I Can Depart To. We did our C.S. Brown theme, uh, by uh, our C.S. Brown soundscape theme there, and then we came out of that into 2018's 
uh, album by Long Distance Calling, which is called Boundless. And as you can hear from that opening track there, they're boundless. Uh, I've heard people call them math rock, and I didn't really know what that meant. I remember talking to, uh, well, maybe just emailing one George Robb. You guys may know who George oh, Robb is. George Robb. And George said, oh, let me, because I, I said I was going to do a math theme on the show, and, and he interpreted it to be math rock. And so he threw out these things to me that were math rock that didn't, I was looking for songs that were about math <laughs> instead of math rock. I think it's something we need to explore further because I, I can't give you an adequate description of what math rock is right now, except to say long-distance calling consider themselves to be post-rock math rock. Now, we're going to go into a 2018 set. going to do a couple of those before we get into the mini theme, before we get into the 2017, before we get into... Just sit back. It'll be okay. <laughs> Susie's going to tell us just a little bit, a little bit about Southern Empire. Which uh, we're going to play a track from their new album. Okay. Southern Empire is actually the follow-up to Unitopia for Sean Timms, who I think a lot of people know, and Unitopia was a very um, beloved band. So this is his, his next thing. Apparently, after Unitopia broke up, he still felt like he had an entire album's worth of music and now had nobody to play it with. So he went off looking for other musicians to help him bring this music to um to light and uh found danny lapresto uh who it he asked to come and be the lead vocalist for um his new band and then he found cam blockland for guitar brody green for drums and jez martin on bass so they put out that album in 2016 and then now they've put out their second album this year so the album that we're going to be listening to is called civilization there we go. And, and the track we're going to listen to is called Cries for the Lonely. This is an epic track from Southern Empire. So it's going to be a little while before we see you and talk to you again. But uh, you can come on in to chat. We're active, as active as, you know, we can be um, in the midst of, you know, all the things we're doing. But, yeah, come on in. Say hello. Anyway, take the ride. Here's Cries for the Lonely. Thank you. 
Sorry about that, folks. Sorry for the break in the show. Uh, but we're going to get started back again now. Do apologize, and we'll see you on the other side of this next song. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Here we go. Three, four. fly, they fly away without a sound Writing down my heart as if no one ever heard it quite like this Not this kind of thing before Honesty and more The truth all over it Yet all the letters blur in rhyme Through tears I see I can't exactly wrap my head around What it means me loving you And you know I'll see you through With every word I say Yeah, in every single day And satisfied is hardly it I can't explain the For this sheltered space Not the world before That hiding place Just one deep breath What it really means To have faith Recoloring my life in pictures Painted nothing like my universe before We struggle in between the lines It gets harder every time can't give up on dreams Yes, together we've found this time The music rings out as we climb I still can't really figure out What it means me loving you And you know I'll see you through With every word I say I thought I had it right I was a 
Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> well, it did sound out, re- started out really like kind of folky acoustic. Yes, it did. I, I agree totally. And But then it got really nice and, and cool. And that, that's what I was kind of turned awesome. on by the song. But, uh, you know, don't quickly judge a book by its cover. so this interesting piece of music comes from the band 3.2 you might remember back in the day there was a band called three which was ultimately uh robert barry and keith emerson and carl palmer right and of course uh 2016 we saw keith die unfortunately and uh Robert Berry had already been working on 3.2, which was he had gotten some tracks from from uh, from Keith Emerson, and they were working together under the name 3.2. And um, so this comes up, and and uh, Keith is gone, and and he wanted to pay homage, and he wanted to bring this band alive. And even though this is not maybe the best song on the album, I think it's the one that that just takes off in a new direction very quickly, and it makes me very happy. Um, this is some of the last work that Keith Emerson did, last recorded work anyway, uh, that we're probably going to see unless there's something you know hiding in a vault somewhere that uh, we didn't get to check out. But uh, that is 3.2. The rest of it is suitably um, AOR prog kind of style of stuff. It's, it's a really wonderful album. Um, if you like that AOR sound, you know, the Asia, the Yes 90215 kind of era, that kind of stuff. This is a great little album for you, and uh, lots and lots of little Keith riffs going on throughout the album. That So maybe Keith wasn't present for the making of the album. Maybe it's just a dash and a gathering of of things that fell down from the heavens, but it's still just some fantastic work, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Ye of little faith. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> That's from 2018. That's uh, the the name of the album is I keep forgetting the name of the album. It's the rules have changed, which I think that song illustrates that pretty well. We're gonna move on to and by the way, I don't have to play prog every song. <laughs> oh Lord, you got his back up now. He's all defensive. <laughs> got my hackles in a bind. I don't know what that all means. <laughs> We're going to move on with some prog. Oh, Lord. <laughs> We're going to move on with some Lunatic Soul. This is new Lunatic Soul from uh, the album Under the Fragmented Sky. Um, I think in the previous album we got kind of a taste of uh, of Marius Duda's kind of uh, sense of grief and loss, but I, I think we're still expressing some of it here uh, in Lunatic Soul. Um as this is the next solo album down. Of course, we do have a Riverside album coming up Yay! in the very near future. I'm very oh, excited for that, even though I'm I'm not excited to see the loss of, of Peter from the sound. But still, um, I'm looking forward to it. But in, anyway, uh, Marius Duda carries on. And uh, this is going to be two tracks in a row because I felt like the first track just kind of fit together with the next track. So uh, this is Sorrow. And it's followed up by a song called Under the Fragmented Sky, which is, of course, the title track to the album. See you in a bit.
crushed inside me, wrapped in darkness, helped disappear. I left my grave, my insomnia, somewhere beyond on the other side. There was no fear, I felt stronger, stop the feeling, I'm crumbling apart.
I will only barely apologize for that because that is Steve Perry. That is new Steve Perry, and I recognize not Prague. But Steve has been out of the loop for about a quarter century now. And uh, as I was just telling Susie, he's my vocal crush. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a total Steve Perry head, and I don't even understand why. His voice just gets me every time. I was a Journey fan through and through, and I remain so. I was going to say, it's been this way for a long time. Yeah, it's a strange combination to say my favorite bands are like, yes, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, and Journey. <laughs> but that's that's who you got here. That's your DJ. Anyway, so that set included two songs from Lunatic Soul's new album, Under the Fragmented Sky. We heard Sorrow and Under the Fragmented Sky. New Riverside is coming soon. Have to find out more about that as quickly as we possibly can. IO Earth followed that up. Uh, another new album from 2018 is Solitude. And uh, this one we heard was called Hold On. Really nice song. I, I've kind of been slow to find a love for Sol- for uh, IO Earth, but that piece is just fantastic. And then, as I said, Steve Perry, Noah Rayson, which is coming off his new album Traces, which is coming out soon. You can, you can pick up the single now, obviously, but uh, just it's coming soon, so check it out. Let's get back into the prog for those people who are like, what the hell's going on kind of thing. Um, I had this idea. I I think this idea came from listening to uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra. Oh, yay. Love them. Which, uh, you know, they they feature an opera singer as their lead vocalist now. Yes, you're right. And I was thinking, you know, there are other bands that feature opera singers as their lead vocalist. And and one of those bands was mostly on them, but you know what? They didn't even make it to the list here. Um, this is a a small list. I, I I know I could easily take four hours on this theme, if not more. It's a small list, a small, it's a mini theme of bands that have been connected to opera in some way. Either their singer was an opera singer, or they have an opera singer in the mix, or they use some operatic qualities. Now, this is where I take issue with this Woody doesn't like opera thing. I'm learning. I'm always learning. But I'm learning that opera doesn't necessarily have to mean just unintelligible vocals and high falsetto. Um, It can mean a set of, uh, you know, plays in which... One person singing and another person singing, and you know you're you're getting kind of characters that come up in the mix, and it can mean uh, a certain style of storytelling. It doesn't have to be what I might have once thought it was. So maybe I will take some issue with the idea that Woody doesn't like opera, and say Woody doesn't like some opera. Nevertheless, uh, this set of music is progressive rock music that is fertilized with opera. <laughs> fertilized um so we're gonna start with um a band called arena not particularly operatic i know but they did do a song called opera fanatica which seemed like a good start for a set that was about prog and opera so check it out let me know what you think and uh, we'll be in chat here uh, either you know critiquing what we're hearing or saying mean things or talking about how wonderful what we hear is There you go. Come join us.
substance of the universe to me the stars that falling down drawn to me in millions only I can set them free set
Okay, so what do, what do you think so far? I like it. I'm, yeah? Well, uh, but I like opera, so... <laughs> so what is it that, about opera that you like? Um, well, I personally like operatic singing. I, I like the, the soaring vocals and the bombast and the, all of that. And it, yeah. And I have to say, the times that I've gone to see opera, mm-hmm. I don't understand the Italian, but... The ones that I've seen, they for a U.S. audience, they always have subtitles. Like I have a screen somewhere where you can see what's going on. So following the story, the stories are always going to be melodramatic. Right. It's always about love and heartbreak, and you know I'm a sucker for that stuff. So it's like, yeah. So. Well, I guess it's it's fair to say that I I do have a like of operatic vocal. I don't think I like. I don't know what it is. There's some things where I've, I've said in the past I don't like that because that was opera and I didn't care for it. But then I look at something where I'm listening to a piece of heavy metal and I have a singer who's hitting those falsettos and I'm I'm really loving it. So I, I don't know if – I don't know what it was that I said before that made me say well, I don't like opera. There's some things that are opera that seem like they're just too much for me or I don't know. I'll have to sort of put it all together, but uh, that set, nevertheless, was operatic. We heard um, Opera Fanatica from Arena. We heard Gethsemane from Nightwish. And now this is, uh, the band is no longer fronted by Tarja Tarunin, and I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but she is a lyric soprano who has a vocal range of three octaves. She uh, basically was being groomed, I guess, for opera, and then she decided to join Nightwish, a, a Finnish symphonic metal band. 
And it, I, I was thinking about this. You know, it seems like probably metal is the next step from opera if you're in that vein of what, you know, in, in the vein of it being epic and bombastic and, you know, this soaring vocal, as you say. So I thought I'd do some research to find out exactly what is an opera. Because I'm not going down this rabbit hole too far today, but I wanted to go down a little. Uh, so opera is a form of theater in which music has a leading role and the parts are taken by singers. Such a work, the little transition of opera is work, is typically a collaborative a collaboration between a composer and a librettist and incorporates a number of the performing arts such as acting, scenery, costumes, and sometimes dance or ballet. Performance is typically given in an opera house, makes sense, accompanied by an orchestra or smaller music ensemble, which since the early 19th century has been led by a conductor. So given that definition, a lot of the music I like is opera. If you think about what a rock opera is, it's, it's this very similar idea where each musician takes a voice and becomes that character, like Tommy. Tommy's a great example, the Who's rock opera, Tommy. Everybody's got a different voice. You've got all these characters coming up, and then the, there's you know almost a symphonic process of telling the story of of Tommy, the deaf, dumb, and blind kid. So maybe I like opera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As I said, I think the rabbit hole goes deep, and I think I'll have to do some research. And I think you, dear listener, will benefit from my research because I'm going to find out more than just this this two or three set of songs that we're doing here. But let's carry on. Who else seems like the best fit for an operatic something than Electric Light Orchestra? Formed by Jeff Lynn out of the, the kind of the shambles of the move and uh, Idle Race. Um or actually, I think it. I, actually, I think ELO and the move happened kind of simultaneously. But anyway, um, Jeff wanted to add symphonic orchestra to rock music, and of course, what came out of it was a, a pop superhouse in the '70s. But still, in the early '70s, when ELO took off, it was very definitely symphonic, uh, rarely operatic. But anyway, this next piece, which is like mid '70s. Um, this next piece is called Rock Aria, or what? as a kid I always said Rockaria. Hey, it's Rockaria! Um, <laughs> comes from a New World record and features, um, oh, what's his name? I was going to say Kelly Livrin, but that's not correct. I'll have to think about it. It features one of, those, uh, one of the members of ELO uh, doing semi-operatic vocal and... Uh, it's a fun piece. You'll enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. There's some more operatic prog throughout this set, so check it out. Here we go.
Wagner. I think she died for Beethoven. She loves the way Guccini lays down a tune. And Bird is always creeping from her
jag är på färre Ett följe du höjer för du ser Där rir stora svarta hästar Piske dig så skummer fossen ner Och ögon lyser vilt i mörkret
Pienza. But my own heart 
was a little taken by surprise by the end of that. Hi. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, that set featured ELO with Rock Aria, and that, uh, you know, I thought it was Kelly Grocka, but I'd heard Kelly Grocka had done it. Kelly actually did the live version of that, and in fact, the, uh, the actual music that you hear on A New World Record was done by Mary Thomas, who is uh, a Welsh soprano. So that's uh, there's your your opera mix there, and then after that came Diablo's Swing Orchestra, which we talked Woo-hoo. about to you already, and you can hear the you can so hear the opera in that. Oh yeah, at least the voice, you know. So there's here's here's a difference that I've kind of discovered. So opera is a kind of music, but operatic singing is its own thing, and it doesn't necessarily combine. Right, because that wasn't opera; that was operatic true. singing. That is true. After that, we heard Lumsk with Asgard's Rhea. Lumsk is a um, Swede- uh, no, wait, Norwegian band. Norwegian, yes. yes. From Trondheim. Um, and they do, they combine traditional Norwegian folk music um, with rock, progressive rock, and metal. So this uh, lovely song that we're listening to um, is off of their second album, Troll. Yes. And it is, the the name translates to The Wild Hunt. Really? With a name like Asgard's Rhea? I know. Okay. But The Wild Hunt, so this is cool. Wild Hunt is a folklore motif. Okay, so you should know Troll, the album, is basically an album of songs based on traditional Norwegian fairy tales and folk folklore so okay. this it's not a, the first album that they did had a whole overarching story to it this is just individual songs about about different kinds of folklore so it's not there's not a theme to it per se but anyway so this song is about the wild hunt and it's a folklore motif that occurs in European folklore uh, typically involving a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters passing in wild pursuit. The hunters may be either elves or fairies or the dead, and the leader of the hunt is often a named figure associated with Woden, um, or, but may variously be a historical or legendary figure as well. And seeing the wild hunt was thought to presage some catastrophe such as war or plague, or at, the be- at best, the death of the one who witnessed it. People encountering the hunt might also be abducted to the underworld or the fairy kingdom. In some instances, it was also believed that people's spirits could be pulled away during their sleep to join the cavalcade. All right. So that's the whole concept behind the song. (laughs) That's fascinating. I know. So I was looking up this particular band that came came across the idea that there was a subgenre of prog known as Viking prog metal. And that's certainly what and it that, is. And that is part of the Viking prog metal <laughs> scene right there, if there is such a thriving scene. Amen. Uh, I, I think it's something I have to look into. I think you, dear listener, may be the recipient of something like that in the future. Oh, I think there should be a show. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how many listeners we'll keep. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to explore... You know, the door's open, and I have to look inside and see what's there. It's very um, interesting. After that, we uh, heard from Minstrel. Now, this is a band from Italian, 
Italian band. Um, rock progressive, rock progressivo Italiano, according to you know the Prague archives. Um, but uh, the the album is a uh, a rock opera about Faust. Makes perfect sense, you know. It's it's based on Goethe's Faust, um, and we heard the track Faust, which uh, um, is just um, Atto two scene one. I I don't really know what those things mean, except that it's a chapter or part of the story. So it's an entire rock opera based around Faust, and uh, uh, you you can hear the the definite operatic elements that are added there into the song. Um, Lots of amazing music that's hidden in this sort of little sub-area of operatic progressive rock. Now, did you know, and I know you don't, so it's just, did you know that Jeff Tate of Queensryche uh, was taught to sing by his aunt, who was a, sopra- uh, a, uh, um, a soprano opera singer? That is, that is the truth. Um, so... And I had this realization while I was while I was looking at this that Operation Mindcrime, which is of course Queensryche's biggest piece of music, um, starts with the word opera, operation, and it just I don't know. There, there's definitely some operatic elements throughout Operation Mindcrime, which is it has the characters and the different you know sort of things going on. Um, it has the storyline, although. I couldn't really tell you the story, Ryan, right off. It's something about corruption in the church and a priest and money and drugs. I, 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 something like that. There, there's a story here. I saw the concert. I just don't really know if I get it. Um, but And then even though I really doubt Bruce Dickinson would ever have been considered an opera singer, Iron Maiden is operatic also. So you can see the direction that this set is going to go in. We're going uh, into prog metal for a moment, and then we'll pop back on on the other side and get back to some 2017 stuff, because maybe you're tired of this opera stuff. But I had to play this one more set for you, just to round it all off. So here we go. This is Sweet Sister Mary from Queensryche's Operation Mind Crime. Certainly one of my favorite songs off the album, and uh, Queensryche is probably one of my favorite progressive metal bands. So... This is high up in my progressive progressive metal echelon here. Here you go. Kill her. That's all you have to do. Kill Mary. She's a risk. And get the priest as well.
feel the rain coming down My face feels wet, my mind's stone Flashing lights as people race to find shelter from the poor Moving silent through the streets, they're mine
Well, there you have it. That is my attempt at putting together a short list, a very short list, of progressive rock that is influenced or contains opera. Whether it's operatic vocals or operatic style or opera, maybe it's a rock opera. I don't know. There are so many, and it would be a large list if we were to try to like drum it down and make it one thing. But everything has to have a change. Seasons end, and we move on. So hopefully you enjoyed that, and if you did, let us know. You can send us a message. We are hmm, we are soundscape at progrock.com. I had to think about it because I've, I've got a few email addresses. All right, so I had said we were going to get back to 2017, and so we are. There's still quite a lot that I haven't been able to play for you from 2017, and I'm, I'm still not going to say we're closing the book on it here, but this is going to be the last of the 2017 set of stuff that we're going to do just because I wanted you to, I wanted you to have these. If you hadn't listened to these, this, this, this is all worthwhile. Just check it out, you know. This is good stuff. Uh, so the first one comes from our good friend, Nad Sylvan. His new album is called Bride Said No. That came out in 2017. And we're going to play the title track off of that. And we'll have a lot of other good stuff here in this set. Maybe a couple, two to three sets of 2017 music for you to to sink your ears into. And certainly maybe a much-needed change from, oh, you know, it can get much. That may be what it is. Maybe it's just I can I can take opera in small doses, but I can't take it in large doses. I don't know. Anyway, the bride said no. I did not. said no.
The bride said no.
dream of a site where people live lives like they need to get real. The money is fine. Yeah, the money was fine.
And the bride said, No.
the subject of an FBI investigation. Mr. Osborne Fox and his media organizations have been recently under investigation for a number of corporate misdemeanors. This is about a man who has, over the decades, uh, perhaps promoted wars that have killed hundreds of thousands, something millions of people. It's a corporate The overall case by far is probably the biggest insider trading prosecution ever. There will be other people and other organizations come along to take his place quite quickly. It's a well-known fact that Osborne Fox and a DGMG face a maximum of 105 years in prison and millions in fines. The staff have been indicted and its former account pleaded guilty and are cooperating with prosecutors. Were I to ball, a lot of very important people will be coming down with me.
All righty. Another set of 2017 music for you because there's still more. <laughs> <laughs> there will always be more, it seems. I think so because... Never-ending. Well, I mean, like, it's almost like 2017. It exists out there in the universe, and it just keeps spewing forth new music, yep. even though 2017 is gone. Yep. That is the kind of age we live in, in which music can come to you from another year that never made it to you in the first place. <laughs> So, just a quick rundown of that set. We had Nad Sylvan and The Bride Said No. That is the title track off his album from 2017. Barack Project did Broken, which is just a fantastic piece. I love that piano opening. Uh, this is from the 2017 album Detachment. And then finally, Anubis with Pages of Stone. And this one comes from the second hand, also a 2017 album. But now they have a new album that is... Uh, I believe it's already out. Certainly something to look for. So there's a lot of music that I didn't get to play from 2017. And our time here grows short. So I'm going to end this with something that was released in 2018, but it harkens to 2017. Um, certainly one of my favorite albums in a long time was English Electric. Both Volumes 1 and 2 by Big Big Train were just fantastic. And I can't say that this newest spawn of, of Big Big Train has unseated that album. But uh, Folklore and Grimmsbound are both... No, no, not Folklore. I'm sorry. Grimmsbound and um, Last... Right? Light... <laughs> I yeah. can't remember the name of the album. That's really sad. Uh, those two albums uh, by Big Big Train from 2017 are both fantastic albums in and of themselves. But now now we have the live album Merchants of Light, which features a lot of music from Grimsbound. So it made sense to play some live Big Big Train as our last, uh, as our last song of the show here. Yes. Randomness. Nothing random going on here. Just, you're random coming in the middle of the, the sentence there. That, my friends, is Brandon. One day he'll be a DJ. He's giving me a if look. he wants to be. That still chills me to this day. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Meat Hall and Winter is the track we're going to play as our final track today. And this comes from Merchants of Light. This is a new live album from, or yeah, Merchants of Light. It's from Big Big Train. Um, I haven't got to listen to it yet, so I'm 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 hoping that the live version is just as good as the CD version. But I can't imagine that it's not because it's Big Big Train, and they're fantastic. So, second brightest star. There it is. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> See you on the other side. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Actually, we won't see you on the other side. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. But uh, this track will be worth it to stick around. Don't leave yet. Stay. Stay for the big, big train. You can do it. Yeah, it's and, and it's really a train. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, like I said, two weeks. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.
Thank you. Tea time.